0: It's episode 49 of Amen Brother Ben, the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus. Malachi 2 on the agenda for today and some more uncomfortable truths that we have to learn. It's the penultimate episode. It's a good word. Look it up. Uh, of Amen, Brother Ben, the penultimate one of this series, at least. Uh, we're finishing off Malachi uh, tomorrow, and we'll be starting something new. I have no idea what that is. I wish I planned that far in advance. I don't. Secretly. It's not so much of a secret. right? I let the Holy Spirit say, hey, do this today. Um, and so we've been walking through, though, Malachi. And in the book of Malachi, if you've never read it, again, written about 100 years after uh, God's people got back from their exile under babylon and things have not changed they didn't learn their lesson and so god has some disputes with them and this book kind of lays out a little back and forth where god says something his people through malachi kind of say wait a minute retort here reply here how have we done this and then god kind of kind of takes them to task and so uh, it's been funny that these We've been doing two at a time, and they they each one kind of tie into each other, and they each one remind us of the uh, the sinful, foolish nature of our own hearts that we have to be on guard against. You know, I I know if you've been listening this week, I've been you maybe are tempted to feel like I've been very negative. Um, and in fact, this whole series is a lot. Remember the the cycle goes like this: God provides for His people; God's people rebel and turn their back on Him. And God punishes them, or He He gives them some um, a, a reaction. He reacts in one way or another, and that causes them to repent. And then God restores them. And then you rinse and repeat, and do it over and over again. Uh, and yeah, it's getting old. Uh, imagine how God feels <laughs> that they, they keep doing these same things to Him. But I want to look at uh, dispute number three and four. In this book, in this little conversation that God's happy, happen, having with his people. Uh, and in dispute number three, God says, basically, you have turned against me and to, he's, he's mainly talking to the fellas. I'm sure that the guys aren't the only ones to do this, but um, you turned against your wives and you've divorced them for like no good reason. You've just divorced them because you were done and you wanted to upgrade to a newer model, and they got attracted to these out these foreign women who worshipped different gods. So they they saw these ooh new shiny uh, foreign women that were not from their own people, and that they started to marry them. Which in in theory there's nothing wrong with that, but it is when that led them into idolatry. Their wives would worship other untrue lesser gods and and it led them to do the same uh imagine that a fella being led into something stupid because of a woman i know that sounds i'm not being sexist i'm just saying men are idiots and too often the 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 allure of the fairer uh, species, the fairer sex, will make us do some stupid stuff. And again, I'm sure that the females maybe did the same thing, but God took the men to task because they let something that they want tempt them into compromising. And that's just the same battle that you and I fight. that you know, especially whether you're married or not, but especially in the dating world, especially when you're you're out there feeling like you have to find someone, you can find that special someone. Uh, it's going to be very easy to be tempted to compromise, to settle for something less or different than what God is is leading you to. Um and, and in in this particular situation the men should have been leading their homes and leading their wives and in, into worshiping the one true God. But instead they got pulled off of the course. So in Malachi two, verses ten through sixteen, he basically says, You've abandoned me and you've you've you know, God hates divorce and, and you're just divorcing these these godly women uh just so that you can upgrade to something fancier and that's making you worship them when you should be worshiping me. Mm, that's probably a little bit of uh, applicable things we could pull from that these days because, uh, you know what, even if you're married, you still have to be uh, sure that you are, are putting God in his rightful place and, and as a higher priority in your life. Not that you neglect your husband or wife, but but if you, if your husband or wife makes you choose between doing what God says is right and doing what they want, what are you going to choose? Not enough of us, I think, would choose God. Uh, But then he goes on in verses 17 uh, through on into Malachi 3, uh, 5, and he basically says, and this, I'm going to read this verbatim, he says, you have wearied the Lord with your words. How have we wearied him, you ask? You have wearied him by saying that all who do evil are good in the Lord's sight. And he is pleased with them. you have wearied him by asking, "Where is the God of justice?" and so another thing is God's people are going, "There's so much injustice and poverty and oppression in the land. God, what are you doing?" And God's going, "What am I doing? uh how about what are y'all doing because I've told you how things need to be, and so again, in this in in the vein of the same uh, flawed thinking that we have today—that if there's a problem in our country, if there's a problem in our world, if things aren't going the way we want, it's God's fault. And God's going, "I've told you what is right and what is good and what leads to human flourishing and abundance, and you sin still." And so He says, um, "He says, send this is what He says." And when we get into Malachi three, He says, "I'm going to send a messenger." that's going to take care of this. Now, back then they saw Malachi maybe as that messenger or maybe an angel of the Lord, maybe some supernatural being. Um, Jesus actually used these same verses to identify John the Baptist as a type of messenger in his time. But of course, you and I would know that ultimately he was that messenger, that Jesus himself was the one that brings this purifying fire. As I know we're jumping into to chapter three, which you're not going to get to till tomorrow, but it talks about how he's like, are you sure you're ready for that messenger? You say you want justice, but justice means that I have to purify my people. And a lot of times, like when you would purify silver, you've got to get it really hot and heat it up and you have to move out what they call the dross, the the crud, the stuff that's not a part of this and make that a purely silver thing. And God does that to us uh, using Jesus in our lives. He gets, he purifies us. That's the reason that, that he, he, he calls us, not just as soon as we get saved, we don't go up to heaven. We are in a purifying process and God has come to purify us through his son, Jesus, and, and following him. And so he's going to send that messenger. And by the way, do you notice that, uh, when he comes to his answer to their, hey, where is the where are you, God of justice? And he's like, I'm going to come and purify you from stuff like, I don't know, idolatry, sexual immorality, you know, these things that you just got done doing. You're like, in one breath, you're like, oh, what's wrong with us divorcing our wives and worshiping other gods and cheating on our spouses and stuff like that? And then he's like, and then you, you have the nerve to complain? That's because of this fact that where sin is allowed to run rampant, injustice and oppression are sure to follow. The more sin you allow in your life, the more sin you allow in your home, the more sin that you sit back and you don't stand against, the more that's going to open the door to injustice and oppression. That's just how it goes. That's why God says these things are good. These things are bad. It's not to ruin your day and rain on your parade. It's so that Life will be as it's supposed to. And so make sure that you are not blaming God for something that maybe you've compromised on. Maybe you're in a position and you don't like the consequences that you have. Might be because there's sin somewhere in there that needs some purification. And I'm so thankful that God was the one that was the pure sacrifice because we fall short every day. We're not gonna get there this side of heaven. But I'm thankful that God Send a son, Jesus, to live that pure life so that we can get credit for that. That's amen, Brother Ben, for the day. We're finishing off Malachi tomorrow. We'll see you then.